everybody and welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Backstage Confessions with myself, Rosie, and my dear co-host, Amy. Hello. Hello. How are you today, Amy? Yeah, good. I mean, it's snowing in April. I know. holiday was so sunny and now it's snowing it's yeah it's crazy isn't it today we'll be speaking to our second special guest and we can't wait to introduce you to her she has a phenomenal career in the dance industry and that is just continuing to grow we received some questions from our social media followers also which is also very exciting I know, I can't wait to kind of introduce her to the hashtag Backstage Confessions family. It's going to be a really good interview. I'm really, really excited to ask our special guest some questions. Me too. (laughs) But uh, so before we get started, shall we kick things off with what we've been up to recently? Maybe our highs and lows for the week. Would you like to go first, Amy? Yeah, okay, highs and lows. So I guess my highs for the week has been that we are allowed to see friends and family outdoors. So I've seen a lot more of my family, which has really been really nice. Uh, What else have I done? I've actually got some fitness goals that I've achieved. I've lost half a stone and I'm back to running, which is really exciting. I know, I've had a whole year to sort myself out and I haven't done it and it's finally clicked and happened so yeah that's been my highs what's your highs been my highs for the week probably have well not my highs my high I should say is definitely starting my workout routines and my nutrition plan with a new personal trainer I recently joined up to his program Ah. last week actually and his results are insane and I'm really really excited to start a new fitness and nutrition journey it's been ages since I've done personal training and for those of you that may have listened to our other podcasts I I work out quite a lot and I enjoy doing it as well so yeah that's my high I'm really really excited to get started amazing so what changes have you made like what changes have you given you to get those results so at the moment my workouts are kind of good as they are because I I try and work out four times a week and I go on like walks every day and things like that so I'm kind of there with the working out Mm -hmm. it's just my nutrition that needs work yeah because at the moment I'm eating I'm 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 trying to eat (laughs) thousand to 1300 calories a day I'm trying to do that (laughs) but because I'm eating too little calories because I'm eating yeah. too little calories, does that make sense? I'm not yeah. sure. My metabolism isn't speeding up, therefore I am not losing yeah. weight. So he's kind of given me loads of nutrition advice. He's given me loads of recipes, which I'm trying out this week. To, to, uh, this week is vegan week. Cool. So um, any, anyone that knows me knows that I love vegan food. <laughs> so yeah, I'll have to try out some tasty recipes and yeah give you my recommendations next yeah week. <laughs> can't wait to hear those it's really interesting isn't it how like weight loss is such a big topic and sometimes you think oh I'll just exercise more and eat less but it's so much more than that so that's really yeah. cool that you've you've got some extra information um yes. what about lows okay uh lows for me I guess it's kind of what we spoke about last week, just the reality of going back to work and like figuring everything out, 
how the logistics are going to work, how much money or how much time I've got to take on new projects. So yeah, I guess um, it's just that for me and me trying to figure that out. And I think I've mentioned this before, like I do get a bit of anxiety when it comes to not having things planned perfectly and worrying about things working out so I guess my low is just me trying to figure things out but it's not been too bad it's actually been an all right week what about your lows I don't really have any lows actually um I mean I I guess sort of the same as you really my day my daytime job haven't given us a date of when we're going to go back to the office but I think that's going to depend on the COVID vaccine, really. And Mm. I'm not in a vulnerable category. I'm 24 years old, so I'll probably be one of the last people to receive this vaccine, uh, which which probably means that I'll probably be the last person to get back to work. But just the thought of going into the office does make me anxious. Um, Mm. It does make me anxious. I've had a whole year of being isolated at home at work, so... Yeah, I, I get what you're going through. And I think, you know, our listeners, our followers, everyone, everyone in the world has this same anxiety. And yeah, I think it it's okay to be worried. Things have been different for a whole year, haven't they? So it's okay yeah. to feel a bit anxious and worried. But but like you like you said, Amy, it's always good to plan things out. Um, especially especially for dance. So yeah, you keep doing what you're doing. You'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> I did a lot of progress today. Like I sent out all my parent emails. So um, yeah, I feel a little bit more on, on top of it now. But it was just kind of, you know, it's like that niggling thought at the back of your head. Like, um, are we going to do it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Any other updates from you? Oh, yes. I would like to give a little update actually on our downloads. Uh, downloads? <laughs> Our downloads and statistics. I have to say statistics really clearly. It gets a bit bit lispy. (laughs) Um, So I I might make this a weekly thing, maybe a two weekly thing, depending on kind of what our numbers are like. But I think it's nice to to share our progress and our achievements. And it's also really important that we thank our listeners and our followers because without them, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't have these amazing achievements. So today is what day is it today? Tuesday the sixth of April and we launched on the twenty-fourth of March. So we've been live for thirteen days in total. That's oh my gosh, this is so weird. Thirteen's my lucky number. And today it is. It is my lucky number, and we've had a grand total of 150 downloads. We got the notification this morning, didn't we? Woohoo! Which is, yeah, an amazing milestone. 150 downloads in the past 30 days, and we've only been live for 13. So, yeah, Yeah. what an amazing achievement. What an amazing milestone. And it's so great to see that our downloads are increasing steadily, isn't it? It's a really Mm. nice, um, yeah, really nice feeling. And a massive thank you once again to everyone that has listened, to everyone that has downloaded. We hope that you're enjoying our podcast as much as we enjoy making them. We have such a good Mm. laugh making them. We laugh Um, all the time. (laughs) We have to edit out so much of it because it's just constant. And, and we've also been sent some really, really lovely reviews from our listeners. I've posted these on our social media accounts. And as always, your feedback is what drives our motivation to do this. 
if you have any suggestions on podcast themes, if you have any questions, anything that we can include, please don't hesitate to drop us a message on Facebook and Instagram, or you can email email us. (laughs) You can email us on hello at backstageconfessions.co.uk. Join us after the break, where we will introduce our guest for this week, Emily Golding Ellis. We have a wonderful guest with us today. We are speaking to Emily Golding Ellis, a professional dancer and business owner. Emily has something very special to share with our listeners today, and I am so excited to hear all about it. So without further ado, let's introduce Emily to hashtag Backstage Confessions. Hello, Emily. Welcome to our podcast. How are you today? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm so good. How are you? Yeah, good, good, good. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, of course. Thank you so much. So, yeah, thanks again for coming on to speak with us. We feel really honoured and we can't wait to hear all about your new business. And first, we just wondered if you could tell us and our listeners about your history with dance and when you started to first dance. Yeah, sure. Um, So I first started, I kind of did the the typical ballet tap thing when I was really young, Um, but I wasn't part of a a kind of like dance school. It was like a one-off, like once a week sort of thing. And every time I went, I used to just cry. (laughs) But my mum was just like, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you crying? Like, you need to be doing it sort of thing. I don't know. It was just, Mm. yeah. So that was a bit of um, a rocky start, but... I think, I don't know, I just couldn't quite find my uh, place in, in those styles. And I don't know, something didn't click for me with that. Mm-hmm. And then from the age of like 13 onwards, I started like making up dances, literally just in my tiny study at home. <laughs> and my sister would like watch the dances and she's not a dancer, but she'd watch them and be like, you need to change that bit. It's a bit, it's a bit rubbish that bit or tweak this <laughs> not on the music on that. We all have she, a system like that. Yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I did that. And then by the time I was 16, I was really, really into street dance. And I think from that point I was like, okay, now I've found like no more tears. Like now I found my, my vibe, yeah. my soul food. So yeah, awesome. that's kind of how it all begun really in a little nutshell. I think that's actually a very similar start kind of of dance as to me I mean I did tap and ballet absolutely love ballet but I used to cry when I went to my tap lessons and you know my mum would always make (laughs) me go every single week and the same with my sister my sister used to do dance classes she went to Tring and she's an amazing dancer but doesn't do it anymore but every time I do choreography or do a routine she's always giving me little pointers little bits where I can improve I think that's a sisterly thing isn't it I love it I love it she had no idea what she was helping me to do at that moment in time honestly (laughs) I love it (laughs) and so obviously you found your love for street dance um was that age 16 you said wasn't it yeah it was kind of like between the age of like 13 to 16 was sort of dabbling in that sort of genre and it was just because I like that kind of um that music like the hip-hop stuff that was like what made that happen okay so jumping forwards a little bit into the future I guess at the age of I don't know 18 when did when did you go to university was it age 18 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I went then. Yeah. And what were your biggest takeaways from studying dance at university? And how do you think that helped you um, in your professional work in the dance industry? Yeah, so um, this might be a bit of a surprising response to this, but I actually feel like my university experience was not what prepared me for the industry. <laughs> it was the time that I was kind of blessed with outside of the contact hours of uni that prepared me. Because uni is obviously, it's not like a conservatoire where you're dancing nine to five every yeah. day. Yeah. That mm. The contact time was so much smaller. So it would be like an hour here, an hour there. And in between mm. that, because I had that time, it was amazing because then I could go in and dance in the studios in London, like the ones that were maybe most people would go to in the evening and stuff for evening classes. I was able to branch out and do it within those contact times. So wow. I would necessarily wow. say like the, the most ben beneficial part of uni <laughs> was not being there. Really. <laughs> I gotta be honest. <laughs> hilarious no that's a very fair answer and that's something that I think I don't know about you Amy but I can really relate to that because obviously we both went to university and the contact hours are really really shortened you don't get that much time dancing really I know it sounds crazy because you're on a dance course but you don't actually get that much time dancing so going out and yeah so so branching out you I mean we were allowed to use the studios weren't we Amy mm. in our spare time to do stuff so actually using your time to branch out yeah that's really really valuable yeah 100% and obviously the classes there they were great and they prepared me for more of like um the technical side of things so the ballet and contemporary um but obviously I needed that foundation so I could get that within those contact hours but then I could go out and do what I like really loved in the studios so yeah, it was a, a different approach and an approach at the time. I don't think I um, really recognized the benefits of. It wasn't until I came out of that situation that I was like, oh, no, that, that situation actually worked for me. Awesome. So we know you've had an amazing career in performing, including working for commercials and in theatres. What would you say has been your best experience to date? Oh, it it has to be the artist tour. Like yeah. nothing, yeah, nothing comes close to that. It, it's one of those things that in your, in your career, you're like, yeah, I'll get there, I'll get that, I'll do that, I'll, <laughs> I'll get to it. And then it literally like, it just landed in my lap one day. I, honestly, like that is the reality of the situation. And <laughs> obviously I'd worked hard wow. for it, but I didn't expect it to come so soon. Um, cause it always seems like that, that big mountain, that, that end, almost like a bit of an end point and you're like, Oh, yeah. once I've done that, like, yeah. And it, and it came and it came so quick and it was just the best experience of my life for so many reasons. Yeah. Amazing. So when, when did you go on the tour? How soon after sort of your learning and educational start did you get to do that? Yeah. So I did, um, I was very lucky because when I came out of education, I went straight into like all of my contracts have been quite long, which has been which has been great. Um, so my mm -hmm. first contract, I came out and I did um, like a hip hop and circus show at Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi for a year. Cool. And then when I was out there for on that job towards the end of the contract, they were advertising um, 
for the auditions for Thriller. And I was like, I need to fly back. I need to fly back. And I had this really <laughs> amazing, eccentric American friend. She was like, girl, you've got to go. You've got to go. Like all of this. And I was like, well, I can't. Like, I'm not. There, there was no kind of, it wasn't like a private call or anything. There was nothing that gave me the leverage to think, yeah, I really need to fly from Abu Dhabi for this. So I yeah. just was like, do you know what? I'm just going to do it next year when it comes around again, because it will come around again. And then I came back from Abu Dhabi and then they re-advertised for the same auditions. And this was literally two weeks oh. after I got home. I was like, oh my God. Wow. I can go. Like Lovely. I'm here. I can go. Yeah. So then I went and I was thinking, no way. Like this is just like first audition back. Not a chance, mate. And then, yeah, I just went for it and ended up, ended up getting it. So wow. it was just, yeah, it was mind blowing because it was a year away, two weeks back and then straight into Thriller which is like my dream to be dancing for like Michael Jackson music. Yeah. Um, and then after that, that was a two year tour and we did like UK, Europe and China. And I think because I'd technically then been away for like three years worth of doing dance mm -hmm. stuff, I was then in the position where I was like, I really want to try and tackle the commercial industry in London and just stay sure. here for a bit. Um, so I had like a quite a steady uh, year and a half of really just understanding that scene because I'd been so out of it. And then, um, yeah, one day I was just flicking through my diary because I was doing a lot of teaching at the time. And I had, um, this is this is like my story. I just, I love the story so much. <laughs> I had this t-shirt on that I literally, I never wear this t-shirt because it's just too long for me. And for some reason that day yeah. I put that t-shirt on and I was like, I'll just, I'm just chilling. I'll just put it on. It's fine. Just flicking <laughs> through my diary. And it was a t-shirt for my old dance school that I'd been to in Bristol. And um, so I was flicking through my diary, sorting out my teaching. And then my phone rang. And it was like the wife of the guy who runs that dance school. And I thought, why is she ringing no me? Way. Like, and I've got this t-shirt on. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> that is so weird. Yeah, because I'm not even exaggerating. I do not wear that t-shirt. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, it's like, Steph? And she was like, hi, um, yeah, we've just got this job come in um, for a band, like, Bring Me the Horizon. And I was like, who? Because I, di I didn't know who the band were. And mm. I was like, who's that? And she's like, it's a, it's a tour thing. Uh, we'll send you over the details like, if you're interested. I was like, yeah, send it over. Obviously, it just went straight back. And then I uh, went on my laptop. I was like, let me just Google them a sec. And I was like, oh my god <laughs> I was like oh and like it was just so like okay right so this is a thing and then yeah it just escalated from there and then it ended up being a world tour and it was just like wow wow insane incredible yeah so thank god I have that t-shirt on I feel like I attracted it yeah <laughs> That's Lucky really funny, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, when you were out on tour, what was what was the kind of workload like? Was you constantly performing or did you have downtime? Because it's quite, quite a long that. time you were out there. Yeah, it was really, it was quite intense. We had like shows every evening, plus flying to different countries. I think at one point we did four flights in four days, plus four shows. And it was just wow. like yeah I, I tell the story all the time like I was so tired my literally my tear ducts were bleeding it was a madness <laughs> it was crazy but it was the best experience like getting on a flight became like just getting on a bus it was like 
just yeah. so yeah it was it was amazing we and we did have downtime when we were there in the days so we could see the different places we were visiting which was really nice mm-hmm. um so yeah but in terms of the workload yeah sometimes we'd be rehearsing in the day as well as performing in the evening or um ollie the lead singer he'd sometimes like be doing like a last minute music video for them so we then would need to choreograph something to then fit in with that um because they're always working so hard like for them the show is like okay they've got the show but there's always so much that they're doing in the day to like develop their yeah. uh, their band and keep producing music so we kind of sure. have to keep up with that sure. as well so yeah it was great how many dancers were there on tour with you? So it was me and then um, two other main dancers and then um, a singer slash dancer who she would, okay. she would come in to some of the, uh, some of the numbers when we needed four. Uh, but for the most part, the, the core of the dancers was three, including myself. Wow. Do you still keep in touch or not really? Yeah, like they're my friends. Like that's that's yeah. what happened in the initial stages. The the people were like, mm. okay, you you're gonna need three dancers. Um, do you know anyone? And straight away, I was like, okay, I need to go. This one particular, my friend Aggie. She I'd known her for years, um, and we just we just had that vibe. We danced very similar, so I was like, I need to get her on board straight away. And then with Rachel, oh. it was a it was a total. Like, I'd met her once but I just connected with her so well. I met her at an audition wow. and she knew Aggie. Um, so us three just got, got on well at this audition and then she just came to mind and I thought, it's a bit of a chance to, to go with this, mm. but it was the mm. best decision ever. Like she fit like a glove. It was just perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. So we ended up being this little like group of three and yeah, we're really close still. And yeah, it, it, was, it was a great... Uh, a great mix of personality types, I'd say. Just the perfect combo. That's brilliant. Wow. Such a it's such a different um life, I think, performing to teaching. Like it always sounds so glam and stuff, but I know you were saying how tired you were. I mean yeah. I mean, so you've had all that crazy time. What are you doing now? Are you did you come back from that and do something more in the UK or have you still been touring? So I came back from that, I think it was the it was early. I think our last thing was like Russia or something. I came back from that and then I was absolutely, I was so blessed to be able to do um, the Dance on an Ice live final. That was wow. my first job when I came back no and way. I was literally like, what is happening? We met them from like afar because they weren't there in the day rehearsal, but then when they right, came, okay. like, they came a little bit to do a bit of a rehearsal, but um so yeah, we did we did meet uh, Phil and Holly, but they came in kind of later uh, in the day because obviously they just need to come through and just read through what they're doing, and then they, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't have to spend all day like we do <laughs> rehearsing, <laughs> perfecting, and yeah. everything. So that was an incredible experience to come back and have that. So that was my yeah. first job uh, after tour, but then my last job because of COVID. Sure. So, wow. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was Dancing on Ice last year, not the one that's just happened. Yeah, it was the pre-COVID dancing on ice. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So we know that you have a brand new business that's just launched and your business is called Business Behind Dance. Can you tell us more about this exciting new project, Emily? Yeah, oh gosh, I'm so excited about it. Honestly, it just occurred to me one day 
And I was talking to my dad around our island in the kitchen and I was like, I want to do this thing. He was like, sounds great. You should go for it. I was like, yeah, I should go for it. <laughs> Good old dad. Yeah, it was born with me and my dad through just a normal little chit chat. Um, and basically what it is, it's um, in a nutshell, uh, a place where people who want to be professional dancers or dancers who are in training or people who are already professional dancers can find out all the information they need in one place regarding everything outside of the physicality of dance that you need to understand or know about in order to have uh, a business as a dancer. Um, we cover in uh, things like how to register yourself uh, correctly with HMRC to be self-employed because uh, the moment you obviously graduate, you're your own boss from that moment. Even when you're onto a contract straight away, you're employed as a self-employed artist on that contract. So making sure that that's right. Uh, just more uh, agent things that would help you to be represented. So uh, your CV structure, uh, is your showreel the best that it can be? Uh, are your photos the correct photos that you need? Like, because there's so many different realms of photos that I kind of ended up with a bit of a checklist myself to be like, have I got this? Have I got that? Um, in order to basically try and create a full portfolio. Um, and then, yeah, just insurances, uh, unions, memberships, just basically everything you need to have your own back and be the best business that you can be as a dancer. That's awesome. I think that's so relevant because when I left uni, I know it's different because I wanted to be a teacher, but I literally had no idea where to start. So I can imagine if you come out of uni and have no idea about being a performer, this sort of thing is going to be so helpful and so useful. And it's almost like having your best friend next to you trying to help you, guide you along the way and get you to where you want to be and have the awesome career. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's absolutely the information out there. Um, I'm not claiming that I've created something which is not, it doesn't already exist. However, I've never seen it all just in one place. And that's yes, what I felt yeah. like I would have loved to have had, had access to because I'm clawing at different sources and thinking, oh, is this, is this quite yes. right? Is that quite right? Is this? And I think now I'm just like, if it's in one place, it's just, it doesn't become as busy because it's a stressful uh, industry as it is. So if something can just be clear and concise for dancers to learn from, they can just get that, quote unquote, the boring bit out of the way and then just focus <laughs> on the physicality because that's the bit they love really. Like no one's out here trying to sure. be doing exercises and all of that. Yes. Like really. <laughs> so yeah, I thought if I could just make that clear, concise to the point and make it easy for dancers to access, then they can spend more time focusing on just being the best dancer that they can be. And understanding when, like if, for example, they have an injury, they know what to do in that circumstance because they're like, well, I've got this yeah. insurance. I know these these uh, companies can support me when I can't maybe be financially supported uh, through performance work. So it's just all those little things. So they don't find themselves in a position where they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. I just want to be that kind of, yeah, like you said, that best mate that's there like, I can help you, it's fine, we've got this. <laughs> I love that, Emily. So how do they access all of this information? Is it is it via a website or social media? Yeah, so it's uh, via a private Instagram page. 
um, where there is a link in the bio and it's literally is no monthly subscription or anything. It's just a one-off payment, $5.99 forever. And then you can just access the page. Because for me, I think it's really important to uh, understand your clientele. And I know dancers are signing up to Spotlight, to Equity, probably to Zoom at the moment, you know, all these yeah. things, subscriptions that we have to do uh as a dancer and we are we are in an industry whereby we don't just get the qualification to be a dancer and then you paid for that and then you're done like you're continually yeah. paying to train yeah. consistently to keep up with the trends to keep up with the styles so your outgoings are just they're kind of never ending so for me it wasn't a thing where i was like let me do a monthly thing because i'm like we pay enough <laughs> yeah. so let me just do a one-off where People can just pay for it once and then they just have the access to everything. Um, and I hope that that kind of helps and gives back uh, to them by me doing it in that way. I'd hope that would help. Yeah. Um, everyone has Instagram. Most people have Instagram. So it's something they're familiar using. So it's not going to be anything. So, yeah, really great platform to start all of this on. And are you going to do posts and stories? Is it all going to be via that or is it going to be links to other places? So uh, at the moment, it's all going to be on that page. It's going to be posts, uh, like photo content, uh, video content. I'm actually doing um, personal consultation through like direct messaging on that page as well. I've had a couple of the subscribers like send me their showreels and send me their CVs. And um, I am by no means out here claiming that I know the world, but having <laughs> been in it for eight yeah. years, like I can, I feel like I, I can look at a CV and be like, mm, that could be tweaked or this could be tweaked or a showreel. Cause uh, I, I said recently that I had a meeting with an agent about a showreel and there was this particular thing that uh, she said to me that agents are just like, if that's in a showreel, they kind of just eye roll. And it was in <laughs> and I didn't even know. And I was like, oh wow. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to share this information so that people don't have to, create this whole show world that they think is perfect and then that thing's in it and then the agents are like no so yeah, yeah. so that's one of me making videos about things like that um like I said the the personal consultations and just just any way that I can help people but yeah effectively it's all just going to be on the private Instagram uh account for now and what's the Instagram called so it's at business behind dance, just all lowercase or one word. Amazing. So that's how they can get in touch with you on there. Yeah, just drop me a follow request. Um, I'll pop you the information on how to sign up. Or even if you like, you want to sign up and you're not sure, uh, you just need a little bit more mm -hmm. information about what it is or how I can help you, then of course, like just query it, send me a message and yeah, we can get into it for sure. Amazing. How exciting. I mean... It's great, isn't it? Sometimes when we go through, like, obviously the pandemic, we have these sparks of imagination of what we could do. And it's really great that you've had this, um, what's the word? <laughs> My brain's gone. You've had this vision, vision to help Definitely. other dancers. Yes, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%, yeah. I think uh, I've always been a kind of plan A I'm like, there's no plan B. We do plan A and we succeed. That, that's, that's it, right? No distractions. I love that. But obviously when you're hit with the pandemic, like you truly do have to consider something, which, because I'm just like, I don't want to get out of the parameter of dance. 
Like, I don't want to do something that's outside of the industry. So I was just like, how can I stay in my plan A and not waver all the way to plan B, but still do something that I need to have my own back at this point. And this was something that I felt like still stayed relevant in what I love and what I'm passionate about. Because I love a spreadsheet. I love, (laughs) and I love stationery. We do too. That's Rosie. (laughs) Me and my mum go and buy diaries every year together, just so we can like go in the shop, like feel the hardback. We're so late. I do exactly the same. We, like we've spoken about this before, haven't we, Amy? We love stationery. Like, yeah, anything stationery. Yeah, I've got to have it, honestly. (laughs) I'm like, get me a highlighter and a sticky note and I am happy. Ah, I love that. (laughs) So, yeah, I was like, how can I combine that with dance? And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Business behind dance. Like the stationery side of dance. I love it. And do you know what? I can just see it now. You're going to help so many people and inspire so many people. Um, It's an absolutely fantastic idea really fantastic idea and we obviously wish you every success with it and we'll be keeping an eye and yeah obviously trying to help promote you as much as we can on our page and we'll pop your you know social media tags and information all in our show notes as well so anyone listening or following can find you easily on social media oh I really appreciate that thank you so much (laughs) honestly that's great And our final question for you, Emily. So we ask this to all of our um, guests and we're going to ask you today, do you have any shocking, hilarious or scandalous confessions from working in the dance industry (laughs) that you'd like to share with us today? (laughs) I'm like, I'm still in it, so I can't say too much. I don't want to like, you know... (laughs) But they're, they're definitely, yeah, there's definitely a story. Um, have you guys ever played the game Odds On? No. Okay, let me nutshell it because we could be here a while. So basically what it is, is you'll say to somebody like, Odds On you doing that. And it's out of 10, basically. So they might be okay, like, right. if, they, if they are likely to do it, they'll be like, oh, like 10. But if they, they don't want to do it, it's kind of like three. Um, yeah. So that, that's, you, you say that to somebody, they give you a number. And then you've got a number in your head and then you've got a separate person that counts down one, two, three. And on three, you both say your numbers. Mm-hmm. If the number matches, then that person has to do what you have said that they have to do. Ooh. So oh, gosh. with that in mind, it was our last week of uh, Thriller Tour. And I can say that because the show doesn't exist anymore. So I can't get like, you know, not pull back to it. <laughs> Love that show. Um, it was our last week and we were just like, we've got to have some fun on stage. We have to. So uh, one of us was like to one of the break dancer guys. Like, okay, odds on you just lying down in the disco section on stage. Just lie <laughs> down. Like just mid, mid performance. So yeah, like, and he, he did it. He was just dancing away, dancing away. And I just clocked it and he was just led on the floor, like full on mid choreo. <laughs> and he made it work because he was a breaker. So he made it look like it was like part of what he right. was doing. <laughs> so yeah, it was, I was crying. I was like, he literally just led down on stage. And it wasn't like a quick little like, okay, lie down and then into a flare. It was like a strong five seconds so that people could notice that he did yeah. it. 
funniest. Oh my god. Brilliant. Yeah, don't lose odds oh on game god. on stage with us because it's it's over. Your career will be over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, I love that. that. <laughs> oh god. That's amazing. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. That's brilliant. I've actually gone all red because I've been like Yeah. <laughs> no problem um, thank you Emily for coming on to speak with us like we said before we're so honoured you've got such a fantastic career and I think we could talk to you all night about what you've been up to I know it seems so short I'm like oh. we'll have to, do we'll have, to have a second episode there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. 100%. To be continued. 100%. To be continued. Yeah, yes. you're welcome back anytime. If you've got a new business idea, or if you just want to update us on how it's going, we'd love to know. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And yeah, like we said, we'll share all your details and we'll pop them on our script and, sorry, it's not script, show notes and our social media and all of that so everyone can get in touch. And yeah. We wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank Emily. you so much, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, so before we leave you for today, we're going to have our quote of the week. <laughs> so, uh, the quote for this week is from Dr. Wayne Dyer, and he's a self help author. And the quote is, when you dance, your purpose is not to get a certain place on the floor, it's to enjoy every step of the way. So this kind of just reminds you that you need to start enjoying your art rather than just going through the motions every day, like it's a career, it's a job, and just give yourself time to reconnect with, with dance again, creating be better movement and enjoying that connection you once had. What do you think, Rosie? Well, I love that quote and I... I did a bit of analysis, mm. <laughs> as I, I usually do, just writing paragraphs of my thoughts on the script. So <laughs> I've written kind of the thing, my takeaway from <laughs> my takeaway from this quote is that I think sometimes your passion can be lost when you do something every day, mm -hmm. especially when you do your passion as a full time job. And this is something that actually we discussed with Gina, our very first podcast guest, I believe. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's really important that you take a step back from things and remind yourself why you love doing what you're doing and what your end goals are. And in this case, when things get too much for us, say, for example, we've had a bad day teaching or you're kind of experiencing a creative block, just remind yourself why you love dance so much. Sometimes it's not all about the end goal. I think what Dr. Wayne Dyer is saying that you know our journey is just as important as our end goal. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Thank you, Rosie. So it is that time once again. We have come to the end of another episode of Hashtag Backstage Confessions. It's been so lovely to speak with Emily Golding Ellis, a true professional in the dance industry she's been a fantastic guest wouldn't you agree amy absolutely she was awesome don't forget to go and follow her social medias we will pop these in the show notes for you all to see our downloads and listens are rising with each week and we are of course a small independent podcast it's just me and rosie <laughs> and we would love nothing more for our listeners to spread the word about us you can help spread the word by subscribing rating and reviewing us on apple podcasts and this has really helped us reach new listeners.
You can also find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Backstage Confessions Podcast. We are always looking to engage with our followers and our listeners and our social media accounts are always active. (laughs) Always, always active. So if you have any confessions or any questions or any feedback, you know, constructive, positive feedback, anything at all, please, please don't hesitate to get in touch. And as always, we're sending lots of love from hashtag Backstage Confessions Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Woo.